This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Well, well, well. Look who's decided to step into the big chair, out of the news booth and into the big seat. What's, Skylar uh, Peters. What do they say with Paul Correa? Off the floor, on the board? Something like That's that. That's how I feel right now. Yep, something like that. I had to puff, uh, puff up the hair this morning. You know, the start up half an hour late starters were getting, uh, they were getting taken out of the game pretty early. So they had to pull some guy to the bullpen, throw him into the starting role. Just cleaning it up. <laughs> we're a week away from Christmas folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Toth is off today. He's off tomorrow. He's going to be back on Wednesday. The Winnipeg Jets are getting set the to take first place Winnipeg Jets for, well, not anymore. Oh, after last night? Because of uh, Colorado won against the yeah. Sharks last night. The Jets are two points back of two games in hand, uh, but they finished up that win 6-2 against the Avalanche in first place, that's for sure. But then, uh, yeah, they, they lost it on an off day, uh, but have those two games in hand on Colorado. Uh, we can talk about that game for sure, 204-780-6868. And then the Habs tonight. Uh, pre-game show gets going at 4.30. Uh, puck drop at 6.30 here on 680 CJOB. No changes to the Jets' line rushes uh, today during the morning skate. Ehlers with Shifley and Velarde, Perfetti, Nemestikov, Ayafalo, Niederreiter, Lowry, Appleton, uh, Morgan Barron, Gustafson, and Janssen Fialbi. Uh, Morrissey sticking with DeMello, uh, Brendan Dillon and Pionk, Sandberg, and Schmidt, and then Chisholm and Stanley. Looks like they're the seventh and the eighth. I don't expect there to be any changes there. Hellebuck was going through his starting routine. He will be in net tonight. Uh, but the coach indicated, head coach Rick Bonus indicated that uh, LB Lebrent, Laurent Brassois likely going to find his way um, into the lineup, into the starting net over the next uh, couple of games here. Uh, of course, it's a a three set, a three spot of original six teams. Uh, it's Habs, a great week. It is. Oh yeah, Habs tonight. Uh, Detroit on Wednesday, and then on and then Boston. Uh, here on the 22nd on Friday. Which game do you think is LB's going to find his way into I, there? I think it makes sense to do it, given the Wednesday. Obviously, you got to yeah. put Helly and Ned against, uh, against Boston, where they're at, what they've been doing this year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, yeah, to get one in for LB, and he's you know he's earned it with his play over the last couple of games for sure, especially that one on the road trip. And I think Hellebuck started six of the last seven, uh, just racking my little pea brain here. So, yeah, that sounds um, about right, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's a workhorse, and you're going to get a couple days off here with the Christmas break. Yeah. Um, let him go into it on a high note, hopefully with a, with a win here at home against Boston. But LB deserves some work in one of these games this week. I mean, uh, obviously everyone's looking forward to Friday in a big test, but uh, I think Detroit will be uh, no slouch either when they come to town. No, that's for sure. And I expect, I think you're right about that one. I think we'll see uh, Laurent Brassois slide into there. Of course, I don't think they want to keep because the next game will be an away game against uh, Chicago on the 27th mm-hmm. after boxing day. I don't think they want to be uh, keeping. Uh, uh, that's a long Hellebuck. time for like a workhorse. Well, exactly you know? out a week. That's, that's a yeah. little bit too long. So they'll yeah. try to cut that by two days. And so that's why I think that one makes the absolute most sense. Uh, Colorado. Well, of course, we're going to get into it. Uh, Sean Campbell, uh, I spoke with him earlier today. We have the, I have the conversation. We'll play that uh, on the airwaves here after 1230. Sean Campbell, he's a host of TSN 690 in Montreal. Uh, he joined me um, uh, for, a, for a chat about uh, who the Montreal Canadiens are. We'll get into that as well right after 1230. And, of course, we've got lots of t- time for you guys. Text messages, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Skylar Peters, what did you think about that game on Saturday night. Well, what what struck me, and I was uh, unable to watch it live, watch the condensed game yeah. uh, Sunday morning, but, uh, you know, keeping an eye on the notifications on my watch, 
And it says Jet School, um, Alex I follow, Jet School, uh, Vladimir Domestikov, Jet School. Yeah. Um, obviously, Gabriel Velarde had a couple. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? The first five goals are all guys that weren't on this team this time last year. That's right. And I said that to a guy that I was with on Saturday night. And, uh, man, Kevin Chevaldeoff's got to be feeling pretty good about himself in the press box right now. Like, well, yeah, this is pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, Kyle Connor goes down and, you know, there's all this thought and everybody's wondering where the goals are going to start coming from. Uh, well, it's coming from the depth and it's also coming from the top line. Uh, Gabe Velarde getting two, Nemesnikov scoring also in the first period, followed by Alex Iafalo in the second. Uh, Velarde gets the fourth, Niederreiter scores the fifth goal, and then Ehlers uh, kind of ruins the party there by scoring into <laughs> the empty net. Come on, Nick. Like, can't you, you know, can you, can you just be a little bit unselfish there? And, you know, Look find out for your else? GM, would you? Yeah, give him, give, cut him some slack. Um, but it's all the sort of the additions here, and it's about the changing of this team and how it is different. You know, you want, like, it's like when you started the year, and Jim and I have talked about this, but it's like you make, okay, Blake Wheeler's gone. You, you, you make one trade um, for, uh, you mean, you, know, you trade away Pierre-Luc Dubois, you bring in Velarde, you bring in Ayafalo, you bring in Rasmus uh, Kupari, who's, 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 uh, who's injured right now, mm-hmm. and you, you bring in that second pick. And it's sort of like, well, what really changed over the last season? Well, Vladislav Nemestikov is now here full, is now here full time. Nino Niederreiter's here. He likes it so much, he's already re-signed an extension with the team. So that that's a big part of where this team has changed. It's 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 like I don't feel like this 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 year's team and last year's team are anything alike. No, I think they're completely different. And that kind of started at the trade deadline last year. Like it, you know, everyone was harping on um, Kevin Chevaldeoff to maybe make a splash and get yeah. one of those big names out there, and he didn't. Uh, but Vladimir Nemestikov, I think you know those who are familiar with his game, Rick Bonus certainly being one of them, and maybe that had some influence on on why he's here right now. Uh, you know, he's an exciting addition because he plays both ends very well. Yeah. And I thought that was on display really in the first period uh, when I watched it back Sunday morning. Like, there were games against Colorado in years past, and I think of a win they got in Colorado about a year ago. I think it was 4-2. Neil Pionk had a couple in that game, if yeah, I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like just end-to-end, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be an absolute It was early last year. Yeah, yeah. It, it was in the early going last year. And I was kind of expecting that type of game for Winnipeg coming back home off a road trip. You know, maybe they'd be a bit on their heels. Colorado obviously lost to them about a week before. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there was a shot on goal in the first four minutes. Both teams were kind of defending uh, the slot. Well, there was, you know, end to end action skating with the puck, mm-hmm. but the jets were really good at keeping the first star of the week. Nathan McKinnon had 10 points in four games this week. Just got the nod from the NHL. A couple and then on ago. Sunday, he goes in his two goals and two assists against San Jose right. the next day. Yeah, yeah. A little pent up energy. Didn't, yeah, didn't exactly. Get to yeah. it against the Jets. He's too upset. Much, so. He was really upset. So he took it out on the sharks. <laughs> the sharks and, were like head hunting in that game. Did you see that? I didn't. A bunch I saw of they're up for nothing. Wow. Well, there's a bunch of hits from behind and stuff like a couple oh. of guys got ejected. It was ridiculous. Um, Anyway, the jet, like the Jets, keeping it to the outside, and and just the way they defend, you know, with speed, uh, they're able to face that speed. They did really well, and I think Colorado's like the toughest test out of any team. It's certainly in the Western Conference, but probably in the National Hockey League. Maybe Vegas. I think yeah. they kind of play a different way, though. Um, at like you know, just using that speed to burn you. And obviously, Nathan McKinnon's the, the greatest example of that. And he did uh, that in that first game at Ball Arena a couple of weeks ago on yeah. that one goal. But um, they looked really good, and obviously, uh, Connor Hellebuck did his thing. I, I got to ask you. Out of the two wins over Colorado, you don't see them now until I think the third last game of the year. Mm. Or we're really going to know where these two teams stand at that point, obviously. And there's, you know, for Jets fans, you maybe have some apprehension um, because it was going this good this time last year. And we all know what happened after that. Um, but, you know, hopefully two teams poised uh, for the playoffs at that point and maybe even a meeting in the in the first round. Um, what impressed you more, the win at Ball Arena or the win here at the end of a road trip? 
where you come back home to your home crowd and a team that obviously you just beat a week before, one of the top teams in the Western Conference, and, and you handle them. I'm going to have to say the first one. I'm yeah, going to have to say the game last you. week. Um, <laughs> I think no, no Kale McCarr was a big one for me. That was a, you know, a pleasant surprise, I guess, for the yeah. Jets. Uh, and obviously starting the backup goaltender, huge goaltending advantage. Full strength team outside of uh, Valerie Nachushkin in that road win. Yeah, um, and obviously Alex Gorgiev. Yeah, it was more there. of a, it was more of a battle. You know what I mean? Like you have a you 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 have that that big first goal. You know, Lowry uh, gets that goal with three seconds left. Yeah, um, kind of sets the stage. Cal Connor comes out and gets that real real quick one um, to start off the second period, and then the Jets uh, played real well. I mean, you you, you saw you know the. Uh, Colorado sort of returned the favor late in the second period there with about 31 seconds left to get within one. But then you play that that third period there, and the Winnipeg Jets did a really, really great job. They held Colorado to only nine shots on goal during that third period. And so I think that was a little bit more impressive. I think maybe that game sort of set the stage for what happened uh, on Saturday, where it was like you 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 have the lead going into the third period against Colorado. Perhaps in past years or in other situations, they you would have maybe you know uh, you know held back. The game comes to you exactly. Yeah, um, but they were able to they 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 shut things down defensively. I mean, you hold you hold them off to nine shots that in that period, and you hold off sort of the onslaught that happened in the second there, and you you come out on on top there, and so I, I think it leads into I think it leads into the game against. The win against the Kings. I think it leads into the game 100%. and the win against uh, against Colorado on Saturday. I, I it's a confidence huge confidence builder. I agree with you. Um, now that you've beaten, you know, the team that's kind of the top dog in your division and has been over the last couple of seasons, obviously mm-hmm. Cup champions a couple of years ago. Um, this team deserves to play with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, the one thing that does concern me, we'll maybe get into this uh, as we play that interview just after uh, twelve thirty. Is is there a letdown coming? You know, you came yeah. off this big road trip. You went four and one. You know, San Jose's loss. You can kind of throw out the window. That's fine. You you won the other ones, yeah. uh, and then you come back and get this huge win at home. And I thought maybe that was going to be the letdown against. You know, it was going to be a tough test. Now you got a team you should beat one hundred percent in the Montreal Canadiens coming to town here tonight. Detroit, you know, a little bit better, um, but you know, another team you should beat, and then the, a really really good test on Friday night. I just don't want any of these games to be a letdown for the Jets going into a short break. Yeah. Um, you know, because they've just, they've done so well and they got to keep playing with that confidence. You know, they've earned every single bit of it right now. Uh, I just don't hope there's a step backwards coming in the next five No, I, you know what? I, I, I don't see the one. I, I I don't think there will be either. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think this team and, and, you know, Rick Bonus was talking about it and he's talking about how they've stayed level and how they've, they've basically maintained, they haven't, they haven't let the, the highs and lows sort of go with them. And you've heard the team talk about that before about how the highs and lows go up and down. Um, it, it, there's a lot of difficulty there, and, and they've had they've struggled with that before in the past. This year, I think, regardless of the period or what's going on in the game, whether they're up by two or down by two, um, they, they're still playing the, the same way. They're still mm-hmm. going out there, and they know what they're supposed to do. And that tells me that they're a team with identity, and a team that has its identity and knows what they're going to do, well, those are the teams that have a really, really good shot when they make the playoffs to do something with it. I mean, like, like look at last year. The, the Jets were not a team with an identity. They were no. they were confused going up against the Golden Knights. I think if, like, oh, if they ended up playing the Golden Knights again in the playoffs, that's still going to be a heck of a good series. That's still going to be a heck of a tough series, and the Jets might not end up winning it just because of how good Vegas is. But I think they would have a much better chance against them this year with this team and the way they're playing now than they did 
uh, last year. Let's take a break. Let's come back. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Text the show. We'll take a look at your sports minute. We'll also talk new coach bump. It's a real thing. It's a real deal. 100% it's a thing. Is it time for one team to try to get one of those? Oh, here Starts we go. with an O, ends with an A. <laughs> Sean Campbell hosted. There might be an employee of this radio station sweating that one out a little. He's been calling for it for a minute. Though. Wow. I was talking. Well, I'll tell you this. Ross Levitan, I'll talk, we'll talk about the Senators in a second. I was telling him last year, and he was kind of like, I don't know, the boys are still playing for him. Like, yeah, they do until they don't. Well, even and if they are, I don't think they quit on him, but gosh, darn it's it. It's not going well. Sean, not going well in Ottawa. Sean, Sean Campbell hosted TSN uh, 690 in, in Montreal is going to be joining us right after 1230. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. We got 30 seconds here, Skylar. New coach bump so far this year. Edmonton Oilers 10 and 5 since Minnesota 7 and 2. St. Louis 2 and 0. Is it time for Ottawa? They're 11 and 5. DJ Smith. I mean, I look at all the records of him throughout his six years now with this team, and there's been no improvement. I I think it gets to the point now, and uh, Ross Levitan brought this up to me. Like, you got to start looking at guys like Brady Kachuk, and there's been a lot of losing early in this guy's career. Like, is he going to want to stick it out in Ottawa if they continue down this path? I get that Michael Anlauer just got this team. He already fired the GM. It's a lot of change to take on. Um, but you got to look at it. Jacques Martin now in the room there too. I think that would help ease that transition. Maybe that's the long game. I think fire DJ. You know what? Well, I think so, but it's just like the foils of a rebuild. Does it? Doesn't always work. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. They're creative and they're fast. And uh, Marty's uh, he's let them go. Uh, he's doing a great job with them, obviously. And uh, they're dangerous on the rush because they're fast and they're creative. So uh, our defensive game is going to be tested tonight. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be entertaining. But that's they're fa- very fast and they're very creative. The games against the Habs and the Jets, they always seem to... Good ones. They're always, they're always good ones. And There's you know never gimmies, that's for sure. Original six week, obviously. This yeah. is the first of uh, three against, uh, you know, teams with a big following here in our city. Um, I think my favorite one outside of the Blackhawks, because I'm part of that group, yeah. is uh, the Habs one. A lot of red in the stands tonight, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm guess. I'm I'm fine with it as a Jets supporter. You know, it brings uh brings a lot of energy into the barn. And the yeah. Leafs game, actually, I'm going to put the Leafs over the Habs too. Those ones are always good too. But um, it's, right. it's, it's just too to much see. too much pressure. It's too much pressure to win those games because the well, where's you need pressure in April? Pressure makes diamonds. I know, but just diamonds for me in your Stanley Cup. I can't brand. stand those games. You're going to be holed up at Casa Poitras, eh? Just. Hugging yeah. your knees tonight, rocking yeah, back some, and forth. Yeah, just like that. That's how you I, can't get that stressed out about December hockey. That's how I wa- no, that's how I watch every game. Year. That's how I am. It, like, believe me, believe me. Yeah. When it when when it when it all comes to pressure? an end, when it all comes to an end in April, believe me, that's like I I turn into a puddle. Oh, it ain't coming to an end. It, in April. Oh, this team, boys. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Where it has in the past. <laughs> um, yeah, lots to get to still. Text messages 204-780-6868. Now I'm joined by host of. TSN 690 in Montreal, Sean Campbell. Uh, hey, Sean, thanks for joining me. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, how you doing? I, I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm looking forward to game day today. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, so I, I have to ask you, 
Who are the Montreal Canadiens? Because I watched the team on Saturday dominate the Islanders over those first two periods, particularly that second period, outshooting them after 40 minutes, 36 to 16, four nothing lead. Then I saw a team completely loosen up. The Isles scored three unanswered, and they got back into a game they had no business being in. So is that indicative of who this team is, who the Montreal Canadiens are right now? The Canadiens, more often than not, don't play three periods. They'll play two out of three. And they maybe might be the first period where they don't score many goals. They trail a lot of games, but then they'll fight back and they'll get into it like the Islanders did. Um, They're not in many blowout games. They don't get blown out, but they don't blow out the opposition. It's a team that has an incredible work ethic two-thirds of the time. And I think that goes to show where their record is. They have a tough time scoring goals. Special teams has been a problem, uh, but they're young. And these young players are getting opportunities to do what they can out on the ice. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a team in transition that's not complete and not where they want to be just yet. Are they more of a work in progress or is there sort of maybe silver lining to how they've been playing? Oh, I, I think that there's a silver lining to where, to where they're playing because what you're doing is you're comparing this team to last year's team. And because it was coached by Martin St. Louis, it was general manager by Kent Hughes. And this team this year is a lot more competitive than the team last year. Uh, they're in a lot more games. Now, they're still dealing with injuries, but not like last year. Last year, at this time of the year, when they were coming into the December break, they called it the December break in Montreal because they won't play in Montreal until January. Uh, they go on a long road trip at the end of December every single year. This is where their season usually falls apart. Last year, they were calling up probably their 12th, 11th forward from Laval at this point, how many injuries they had to deal with. They're not there right now, but of course, they're missing some key pieces. You know that New Hook is gone and Doc was injured early mm-hmm. in the season, so they're still missing a couple pieces. But the idea about this road trip that they're about to go on is about, you know, saving face a little bit, making sure you're competitive when it comes to January. Uh, but yeah, so this is, it's, it's, it's a lot better than it was last year. They're not a playoff team, but they're turning into a point of game team. Yeah. I mean, they got Buffalo Sabres is going to be their first game back, uh, beginning of January. Um, and they haven't done too bad on the road. I mean, they're six, four and two. They're what I would call yeah. a 500 team. Um, so maybe this is a, and they're only four points out of a playoff spot, Sean. No, they like playoffs may not be where, you know, you and I look at them, Yeah, but it might be what they're thinking about. Because you don't, you know what a locker room's like. They they want to win. Their head coach is Mark Anthony Louis. He wants to win. Um, so yeah, you could think and talk about playoffs, but I think that this is a team a point a game. Uh, if they lose, sometimes it's just by one goal. It's in shootout. It's an overtime. Those are the teams that squeeze into a wild card spot that pick up those loser points along the way. And the Canadians are in almost every single game. It's Again, it's very rare that they get blown out. Their, their work ethic is there. They're still just very young and trying to figure out a couple of team concepts. And a couple of those concepts, like I mentioned, are the special teams. And that's kind of where things go a little awry for them. Five on five, they're, they're competitive. Five on four or four on five, that's where things get a little dicey. Well, that, that here in Winnipeg, that hasn't exactly been, uh, you know, where this team has excelled. It's been five on five play for the Winnipeg Jets too. Um, yeah. I mean, is, is it a personnel thing with the special teams, or is it just a is it concept? Is the guys not buying in? What's what's your read on that? Well, that's that's 
the daily conversation we have here over at TSN 690 <laughs> is that, uh, you know, a lot of focus has been on Alex Burroughs and uh, how he's ran the um, power play over the last few years. But, you know, you compare to some of the top power plays in the league, you know, personnel is, is an issue. But you think you have a guy, a shooter like Cole Caulfield and Matheson's been picking up some good points on the power play. Uh, Nick Suzuki, of course, will be a power play guy. I think losing Kirby Dock at the beginning of the season hurt. And then Sean Monahan went on a bit of a uh, a lull. He went about eight, nine games without picking up a point, and then the power play dipped down. He has He's clearly the team's smartest player, and if he's not picking up points, it's very hard for them to pick up points on the power play. So that's kind of where the lull was, where they were sitting at 10, 11, 12 early on in the season on the power play, but now they've dropped to the mid-20s. Where is uh, Uri Slavkovsky's game, former first overall pick? It's uh, it's on the rise. He had a really strong game this this weekend, and with all these injuries, Newhook and and Doc and and you know these these players, it's given an opportunity to Uri Slavkovsky to play with Caulfield and Suzuki. And you know, it may not be you know when you think first overall pick a year and a half into his career, where many fans or outside observers would want his game to be. But if you just look at his game from December 2022 to December 2023, he's a different player. He's a lot more physical. He wasn't an 18-year-old kid that got knocked off the puck that was you know, too skinny or too awkward with his body because it's brand new to him. Uh, he's a lot more comfortable with the size and his frame because he's starting to use it a little bit more. And then if you even just look at his game from October to now, he's a completely different player. Now, the point production may not be exactly where everybody wants it to be for a first overall pick. But I think the timeline you're looking for him is, is of course, not the uh, grand timeline of the McDavid or the Crosby's that were picked first overall. You're looking, you know, more like a, a big early pick, like a Quentin Byfield and what he's gone through in L.A. and where he is now. Um, you know, so many years down the line, finally getting those opportunities, finally producing a little bit more. I think that's where you want to look with your eyes of God. But if you're looking at stages, where he was a year ago, where he was two months ago, he has progressed. Well, it's difficult. I mean, once you see a guy go on the ice, it's there's like this idea that people get where it's like, okay, well, they better start producing now. He's a first overall pick. He better be a point per game player. The fact of the matter is, is he's 19. He's 19 years yeah. old. I, I try and Cam, I try and say that all the time. On the air. <laughs> it, it, it's hard. Oh, it, you have like, to go through you, that you know, too, eh? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's hard. And, yeah. And to me, you know, we, we do shows in the summer and we, we talk about preseason predictions. What, what would a good season be for your eyes of costing? You know, everything. 20 goals, 20 assists, 40 points, half a point a game. Uh, you know, he needs to have 50 points. He needs to have 30 goals this year. To me, my progression, I can't put points on it. And the Canadians brass, like Ken Hughes and Marty St. Louis have spoken about, they won't put points on it either. But what, they, what I've been targeting is I'd like to see him be a top six forward at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Now he's a top six forward now because of injuries, but he's working his way in. If he stays here and he's within the top six group, he's on the power play. He's getting those opportunities because before that he was line three for most of the time, not power play all the time. Uh, but if at the end of the season, Canadians make the playoffs or not, he has earned his spot within the top six with Canadians. To me, that's a successful season because you want to see that progression from where he was to where he's going. Sean, I got one more for you before I, I let you go here. What do you think about the game tonight? Uh, it, it should be interesting. And, you know, 
uh, just talking about the game. And I love when two Canadian teams go at it and, uh, you know, the Winnipeg Jets and the, uh, and the Montreal Canadians, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's a history, but they don't play Like you said, they don't play yeah. each other uh, all that often. I like, I like to see where Montreal is compared to some of these top Canadian teams, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Toronto. And then you kind of have Edmonton who is struggling, but getting better Calgary and then, Ottawa. And, and if you look at the point totals for the Canadian teams, Montreal's right in the middle between all the seven teams. And there, a lot of people probably would have had Montreal down at the bottom when you say who's the best team and who's the worst team. Yeah. So I, I think it's a, you know, at least within Canada and bragging rights, good opportunity for the Canadians. And look, I think Winnipeg's uh, a better team. They're going to be at home. So I like Winnipeg's chances tonight. But like I said, don't look for the Canadians to bow out early. This team will be competitive tonight. Well, regardless of the Oilers not being in the playoffs, the most disappointing team in Canada right now is by far the Ottawa Senators, losers of four in a row and all that stuff. Um, Sean Campbell, uh, host with TSN 690 uh, on the program here. Sean, really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I can't help but take a, couple a shot. Of barbs there. I can't help Boy but take Trace. a shot at the Senators. By far the most disappointing team. In the- you can't argue with that. <laughs> no, can you argue with that? I don't know if I want to put so much emphasis on the by far myself. By far. <laughs> you're, they're you're 11 and 14. Come no, on. No, this is their year. They're 7 of 7. Right uh, here's some December sat- stats over the month of December for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, second in points percentage. First in goals against per game, seventh in goals, four per game, 29th of the power play, 10%. No. Hey, they got one on Saturday night, though. Yeah. From Vladi Nemestikov. Yeah, but you know what? It just showcases how good their five-on-five game is yeah. at this time. Uh, on both ends of the ice. Yeah, uh, Last five on the road, by the way, for the Habs, because we've got a couple texts here, 780 yeah. 68 saying uh, the Habs have been you know, pretty greasy on the road they uh, have been, in terms oh, yeah. of being an opponent for a home team like the Jets. Uh, they have one for their last five on the road. Last two losses on the road came to the Bruins and Kings, which are, you know, they're tough places to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sam Montebleau, if he gets to start tonight for the Habs, which I would imagine he does, although I haven't seen anything confirmed yet. Yeah, I'm looking for that right now. 4-1-1 uh, one one in his last six, uh, and he's got a 9-15 save percentage. The, and the Habs really have three goalies right now. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Montebleau got that three-year deal a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe that's it for Jake Allen. There are some teams looking. Uh, Carolina, hello. Um so we'll see if they if they make a move on one of these tendies here with uh, with Sam Montiplo kind of becoming the guy here in Montreal. Let's take a break. Let's come back. 204-780-6868. to get some of your guys' text messages. 204-780-6868. Give you all the latest updates. And yeah, no, the Habs, how have they been against the Western Conference? How have they been against the Central? Just to match out on those little topic about how good they've been on the road. We'll get to that when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Pre-game show, 430, puck drop, 630 right here on 680 CJOB. Jets, Habs. So Curtis sends us a text, 204-780-6868. Says, it's Allen tonight, and he has the thumbs down emoji. And then I realized the previous oh, text on. says, go Habs, go. Thumbs down because he's a Habs fan. Yeah, Curtis so loves So Jake Habs. Allen, Connor Hellebuck's your goaltending matchup tonight. Thanks, Curtis. Uh, that's confirmed by Mark Denis of RDS, by the way. Uh, when do you think the last time Jake Allen won a hockey game was? <laughs> uh, wow, now you're really... Um... Today is December 18th. O- October at some point. You probably didn't even have your Halloween costume figured out. I didn't. <laughs> I don't dress up for Halloween. Uh, October 28th. What? Who is it against? Uh, um, 
I don't know the, the Winnipeg uh, Jets. The Win- no, come on. <laughs> yeah, oh, stop it. <laughs> and he was and he was unreal. Yeah, I actually he remember was great game. in that game. Forty two of forty five, nine thirty three save percentage in that game. In the seven games since, he's at eight eighty one. He got pulled in one of them after allowing five goals on nine shots. Sorry, four goals on nine shots, and he has eclipsed a, a nine hundred save percentage. Three out of those seven. Games. You know, I'd completely forgot that the Jets played the Habs earlier this year. What? Why did I forget that? How did I forget that? I don't really. I do remember that Jake Allen stole him a win because the Jets were the better team that night. Yeah. Um. But I wouldn't have like you know looked off into the distance and thought about this game either. I must have been doing something. I don't know what was going on with my life. What's going on, man? October, you're not that I, busy, are you? I don't October twenty eighth. So. It was a it was a Saturday night, Poitras. You probably at that Halloween oh, party. I was at a Halloween Couple social. Couple of survey size. Next thing you know, a, you forgot Jake Allen made forty two saves. That's right. I was at a Halloween social. That's right. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Bill in St. James says, "I'm wondering if Velarde brings a much needed snarl in the dressing room?" Question mark. Uh, missing for quite a while. Is that what kind of is that? He's he's got that. He's got, you know what? I think the thing that really stands out for me, Velarde, is his silky smooth. Like, the guy's got hands, man. Oh, yeah. He's got Love a pair it. of mitts. He's like Kyle Connor Light. Oh, God, yeah. You know, no. in that department. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike uh, says, the Habs might be tough tonight. Never give the Frenchie a chance. This is coming from a <laughs> Habs fan. Thanks for that, Mike. Alex Hope says, you're wrong. don't want to jinx things, fellas. The Jets have not lost a regulation to a team from the East. Uh, all year. Yeah. There's actually, here was Ehlers on that because the Jets are 7 0 2 against the East. And here was uh, Ehlers not looking too much into that record. Um, well, I think overall we've been better this year. Um, right? Like, we're, uh, we're a team that stays in a lot of games. We got two goalies that keep us in games where we maybe don't deserve to be, but, um, and, 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 we work hard. Um, you know, we, we, we're never out of games, and that's what's pretty exciting about this team. We, uh, we come back um, late in games. We, uh, we've won a, a lot of games this year, so we want to try and continue doing that. There was uh, Nick Ehlers there uh, on, the, on their, the Winnipeg Jets record against the East, uh, 7-0-2. Here's an interesting little story uh, coming out of the National Hockey League. Uh, the Minnesota Wild are in Pittsburgh tonight, um, and Marc-Andre Fleury... Uh, will not be starting a net for the Wild. Instead, it's going to be Philip Gustafson. Um, uh, John Hines, uh, the head coach of the Minnesota Wild, saying it's all part of the plan. Uh, some people are saying it's, you know, disappointing. Oh, you know, it's it might be his last uh, game in Pittsburgh. Um, it, I look at that situation, Skyler, and said, who cares? The Wild need to win hockey games. Yeah, you dug yourself a big hole early in the season. And this isn't a controversial. He's not. He's got a Philip Gustafson's nine fifty one save percentage in the last six games. Him and Connor Hellebuck over the last month have been two the best two league. best goaltenders in the league. One hundred percent, absolutely. I don't. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Like Mark Andre Fleury has done everything in the sport of hockey. I don't think you know he's going to go to bed at, at the end of his career if that's you know the end in in April or May or whenever it's yeah. going to be for the Wild and be like, man. That last game in Pittsburgh never got it. Man, this the guy's team, done everything. Man, the team did me did me this wrong. This would be there. like this would be like the thirty third best thing about his career is that you know obviously it's an honor to play and play your final game the city that believed in you as a first overall pick and all of that you won yeah. the cups but he'll be fine. The four, and he's a pro. He wants four, the team to win. They're four points out of a playoff spot. They got to get yeah. wins. You start your good goaltender. Yeah. Who cares about the past, man? We got to worry about the future. We got to worry about the present. Live in the 
moment, Mark. That's right. Come on, man. I don't think Mark. I don't think Mark. I think this is just some people stirring up some yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, pre-game gets going at 4.30. Puck drop at 6.30. Yes, Jets. Habs. Skylar Peters, you're gonna, he's in yeah, for Jim Toth. Yeah, show next He's going to be days. rocking things out here until 3 o'clock. Thanks very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. That's it for me. We'll be back seven tomorrow. See you. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.